It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hacker and Layman, presented by River Wind Casino, we bring you the latest OU football news. Some of the things coming out of training camp. We talk about that awesome elite weigh-in that looked like a lot of fun. Then in the National College Football Roundup, we bring you some of the latest big stories in the world of college football, and we finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right, our man Michael Hostie will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Monday, August 8th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Hiker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and there are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And to learn more about their gaming promotions and entertainment options in the month of August, all you got to do is visit riverwind.com. Go to Riverwind and gamble, people. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now recording this Sunday night. Please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. Ted Lehman, how we doing, sir? I cannot complain. I cannot complain. A good weekend. Um, everything seems to be uh, seems to be going well. We haven't heard anything bad out of camp, which at this time of the year, it's like no news is good news, right? That is that is the great that that's a great way of putting it, right? Because normally it's either some guy getting in trouble off the field or some guy getting hurt. And at this point in time, we have not, we haven't heard anything player related. So that is, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's always good. You know, at this time, whenever someone calls and say, Hey, did you hear? It's usually like, Oh no, who was it? Yeah. It so far so good. Cause that, you know, not to uh, break any news here or anything, but staying healthy for this team is going to be absolutely critical. I mean, there's some good players at every position, but some of the depth is where you start to worry about things. Yeah, there's no doubt. So getting through training camp healthy, 
is is paramount, as BV would say. But something that I thought was really cool, and we hadn't had the chance to talk about this, uh, that elite weigh-in, I mean, that looked awesome. It did. It, it looked it looked so much fun. It's a spectacular idea. Whoever came up with it, kudos to them. I don't know if it was the strength staff or if it was the coaches. I'm not sure who it was, or maybe it was the creative people, the social media team. I don't know. Whoever's idea that was deserves a raise. And I, for me, it was a great reminder that while college football is about working hard and holding each other accountable and, and being the best player you can be and winning as many games as you can, it's, it's supposed to be fun, man. And those players and those coaches and that strength staff and everyone that was in there looked like they were having an absolute blast. And it, I, I watched it, I don't know, 10 times because it just kept bringing a smile to my face. And it was, I just, I loved seeing guys during like the most stressful time of the year for some of these guys. I loved seeing guys have fun like that. It was really cool. It was. I, my first thought was, that's cool. I I don't know how I would react as a player to that. And then the more of them I watched, the more I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's really cool. That would be that would be so fun to be there. You, they would have turned on some tool for you. You would have gotten <laughs> on that scale, and you would have lost your damn mind, Layman. Yeah, that was all. It was really cool. Um, a couple of them were just above and beyond awesome i loved it it was it was amazing i think my favorite was you know gross the guy that no was doubt. a quarterback that that, that, that was the, the best one yeah he he hit the water bottles uh a la stone cold and it was <laughs> that was awesome but it but it just made me smile it, it was good to see you know because camp is it's stressful man it, it's absolutely stressful now Training camp in the NFL is way more stressful, right? Your job is on the line. It's a completely different animal. But in college still, you've got, especially for these young guys, right? There's a little bit of unknown that some are going into, but I, I thought it was a it was a really smart move by the staff to get some positive energy before they hit the practice field. Right? That stuff matters in my mind. Yeah. Yep. Anytime you um Anytime you can lighten the mood a little bit, you know, before before you hit into that that real tough grind that you're about to to dial in, and I know they can't do two a days and and some of that stuff, but that doesn't mean it's not a grind. It's it's meetings, it's walkthroughs, it's practice, it's uh, you know strength and conditioning workouts still that you're doing. It's a lot, and it's always hard, and it's always a grind. So any little thing that you can do to remind the guys that we're having fun here. That's, that's always good. Yeah. And then they put Schmitty on their shoulders, which listen, I, I didn't even know how to react to that. Like I'm happy, but I, I was trying to think of all the things we would have wanted to do to that guy, lifting him onto our shoulders. I don't know if that was on the list, man. Uh, no. Well, I feel like, um, there would have been like a dump off the back, you know, someone throw him <laughs> off the back. No, it was awesome. I was waiting for him to put the whistle in the mouth and start blowing the whistle, trying to get everyone to calm down a little bit, but that was great. 
it's a lot of fun. It looks like he's having fun as well. Awesome. And, and it, I think it shows that he's adapted, right? Now, yeah. we've all got our Schmitty stories, and these guys have been working. There's no doubt about it. I've heard more workout stories in the last two months than I'd heard for the last several years. Oh, yeah. Guys talking about how difficult these workouts are, getting kicked out, having to come back at 3 o'clock. Like, I've heard way more of that, which is refreshing. But you just look at – and I don't, I don't think I'm reading too much into it, but it, it seems like these players understand that Jerry Schmidt's making them better, right? And the misery that they had to go through is just – is part of helping them get where they want to go but I, I do think Schmitty deserves some credit, man. It seems like yeah. he's embraced what Venables is trying to do, right? Get every single ounce out of these guys, but still make sure that they know you really care. And, and that's a tough balance for a strength and conditioning coordinator. But it seems like Schmitty's found the balance. Yeah. No, he he's done a good job. It's tough. You know, the first year coming in, the expectations on on what you can get out of guys are different than if they've been under you for three years or four years and they've got that, you know, that base built up. So there's there's got to be a, a pretty pretty tough filling out period for Schmitty there. But to be able to find the balance, to be able to press those guys, not kill them, but push them hard, you know, make it to where it's difficult for people to finish and uh, continue to push strength and conditioning better and better, bigger, faster, stronger. You see some of these weigh-ins and some of the the body changes and uh, lifting weights that we've we've heard are so much better than they were previously. But you know that he's, you know, he what eight months in and he's already had a massive impact on the football team. Yeah, and never in my life did I think I would see Jerry Schmidt record something for the team's social media accounts to post. Hilarious. Wait, my jaw dropped. I I could not believe it. And I want to know the backstory. There's got to be a video of them convincing him to do it. And I want to see that video. I will pay for that video footage of whoever talked him into doing that. I I need that video because I imagine it was quite the negotiation. I love how it sounded like it was a... Like he was standing at the podium at a pre press conference. Uh, the thank you at the end it was just like like he was done giving his speech. You you know what it sounded like to me? Like someone was holding him hostage, man. It sounded like a ransom note he was reading. <laughs> yeah, he just needed a map behind him on the yeah. wall, and that would have been uh, all done. <laughs> it was it was good. That whole thing though. Um, it, it, and I, I know DeMarco Murray and Beanbow are big UFC guys. I don't know if that was the inspiration for the weigh-in or what, but a, a really cool idea. And once again, with the way that recruiting works, kids see that stuff, man. Yep. They, they yep. see those videos and say, Hey, look at how much fun those guys at OU are having. And all that stuff matters. Right, and I thought that that played from a social media perspective. That played really, really well. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think it all, it all. Whenever I first heard about it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this another gimmick thing?" I thought and you were gonna hate it. I, 
I specifically did not text you about it the end of last week because I was like, I'm going to save it for the podcast. He's going to hate this. I hated the thought of it, okay? I hate the thought of everything, though, so that's fair. <laughs> um, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, that's actually pretty cool. And the more it went on, the more of them I saw, I was finally like, okay, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm a fan of that. I would have loved to have done that. At least just once. Just even once. even you, except and you are you're you're really not about attention and any of that stuff. So knowing that that won you over, whoever's idea that was, they gotta feel really good now. They probably already felt great knowing that they've got you on their side, they if, gotta feel even better. If you can win me over, like that pretty much wins everyone over. Like I'm the last to go on everything, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey. To some of the football, man, two practices down for, for this football team. Uh, sounded like the offense got the better of the defense in practice one. The defense maybe got the better of the offense in practice two. And that's kind of the stuff you want to hear. You want to keep hearing that these practices are extremely competitive. And, and everyone I talked to, man, that's the word that kept coming up. Competitive and tempo, fast-paced. So I, it sounds like even though they were just in helmets and jerseys, right, and those things they call vests, a lot of people call them spider pads for the two practices they've had, it, it sounds like they've gotten some really good work in. And maybe the most important is guys are healthy. So yep. that is that now they're off on Sunday, but it sounds like two really good days of work in these first, you know, these first two practices where they can't wear any shoulder pads at all yeah uh you just want it to be fast crisp everyone stay up stay healthy and you know i don't know sometimes it, it feels like it works out differently um feels like the offense usually has a pretty good edge on the defense early in camp but like once you hit most of your install which usually comes pretty quickly the defense seeing the same offense over and over ends up catching up and usually maybe getting ahead a little bit, but um, nothing too surprising there. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm fascinated to see which, you know, position battles aren't going to be won and lost in the first two days, especially whenever you're not in practice, but just fascinated to kind of hear how some of these, these different battles specifically on the line of scrimmage that we know are happening, how some of those battles start to uh, kind of shape up as this thing rolls on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, those will ramp up Monday and Tuesday. Remember, two days, like you mentioned earlier, no longer a thing, right, in, in college football. That is, that's no longer a thing. It's against the rules, in fact. So they will practice in helmets and shoulder pads in the morning. Then they've got all the other stuff, right? Meals, meetings, they're lifting in between that morning practice and then an evening walkthrough. But this is this is real training camp, man. This is like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., Ted. Like, this is a grind of a day these kids are going through. And it sounds like, and, and I think the some of the practice times are going to change, but this is not a on-the-field at 7 a.m., deal and maybe they do some of that but it's some of the heat of the day practices like 10 30 to to 12 30 stuff like that and i'm sure they move it around some but we get out there test the heat a little bit 230 kick against utep is going to be incredibly hot so you've got to get ready you got to get acclimated for that so uh interesting to see how that practice schedule's been shaping up yeah and that's funny you mentioned that because wednesday and remember, this was the same way when we were there. Picture day, you take your pictures in the morning <laughs> and you practice in the afternoon and it's brutal. So they've got, it, it's a busy week, man, for these guys, but that all leads to, to full pads on Thursday. And that's the one we all want to get out to, right? That first day where they're in full pads, uh, I'm sure I'm sure things will be ramped up a little bit, but man, there's some important position battles. And like you mentioned, that's, that stuff really, really ramps up once you have some shoulder pads on. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, Thursday, when they go full pads, that is, that is when some of these guys, especially along the line of scrimmage, they got to start separating themselves from the pack. If they want to win starting jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the way to do it. Whenever you're, you know, judging by how spring went, I'm guessing that once they get in full pads, there's going to be quite a few live periods, like to the ground type of periods, not, not, not scrimmage stuff, but in periods, bringing guys down. And whenever you're live, the mistakes stick out that much more, you know, um, whether whether you're on the line of scrimmage or you're in the back end and you're like when you're out of position and and you're just wearing helmets and you go in and kind of tag off on a guy you, you can't really it's much more difficult to expose the mess up but whenever you're in full pads and you've got to track a guy and and make a get in position to make a tackle or even if they're going to the ground bring a guy down like if you're out of position at all it sticks out like a sore thumb so I imagine that's going to be way more common in this camp than they've had in training camp in a long time. Yeah. Uh, one thing, one notable thing. I've heard Gavin Sawchuck's really fast, which 
not a shock is not a shocker, but you know, you know, the guy's got track speed. Turns out he's really, really fast with the ball in his hand as well. It's wild. Was it uh, DeMarco that said at the media day that he thought Sawchuk might be the fastest guy on the team, him or Jaden Rowe, which is crazy. Two true freshmen. That's wild. That's that's good. It's very good. That's that's very, very good. But maybe the most notable thing coming out of these first two practices, Dylan Gabriel is no longer wearing the space helmet, Ted. He's gone. He's gone back to the one he wore at UCF. Are you okay? Celebration. Let's go. <laughs> Old school. Um, yeah. I, I, I hated the helmet from the beginning. Um, I think I hated it less whenever I saw it in person, but it does make me feel better that he's, he's shying away from it. I wonder what the reasoning is comfort. I don't know. It can't be, it can't be vision because <laughs> like, he had a three sixty view with the like other your whole face was sticking out of that thing. Um, I wonder if he's was he a visor guy before? I think so. Cause if not, I bet that you can only wear that helmet with a visor. Cause it, well, with that face mask in it anyways, because it the space looked wide enough that you get a fist through there, which is not what you want. Yeah. You don't you don't want your starting quarterback getting punched in the face. <laughs> right. <laughs> During a game. I guess you don't want him getting punched in the face anytime, but certainly not during a game. So did you ever wear a visor? I wore a visor in high school because like three games in a row, I had people, and I'm convinced two of them poked me in the eye on purpose and I lost contacts. Yeah. So I wore a visor to protect my eye. I got punched in the face by a kid from Millwood. Nice. Because we were whooping their ass and <laughs> caught a ball and like down to the pot. Like he punched me in the face. And I was like, that's not cool, man. And it knocked my contact out. I was like, okay, I got to start wearing a visor. So I started wearing one in high school and it prevented me from, from getting poked in the eye anymore. But it did make it real steamy in there. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I wore one like in junior high to try and look cool. And uh, it was the most miserable thing ever. Always fogged up, always grass and stuff all over it. I hated it. Yeah. I don't know how guys do it. uh, It's a skill guy thing, I guess. I mean, it does look so, it looks so awesome. Looks great. It does. Okay. Little OU recruiting. And it's, we'd had so many exciting things happen. Like when there were no new commits over these last couple of days, I don't know. I felt a little empty. I, I was like, wait, I, I thought it was just going to keep rolling in like constantly. Like, are, are we are we back to the 30th ranked class yet? It's like, we haven't had anything happen. I just, I got so used to that feeling. It was weird not feeling that feeling over the last couple of days, but something on social media caught my eye and I sent it to you. So, you know, it's important. Cade mm-hmm. McIntyre is the lowest ranked player in OU's 2023 recruiting class. And his high school in Nebraska put out his testing numbers. This kid is 6'4", 215. He cleaned 340, had a 39-inch vert, had a 9'9 broad, ran a 4'5", 240. 
and squat and bench, which I don't think is matter as much as those other numbers in a 510 pound squat and a 340 pound bench at six, four, two fifteen. That's crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. How? And, and once again, I know he's in Nebraska. It's not like the most talent rich state. I understand that. But when you look at the 24 sports composite, he is the number 691 overall, 691st overall player in the 2023 class. He's classified as an athlete. He's ranked as the 62nd athlete. You're trying to tell me there's 690 high school football players that are more talented than this kid? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't think so. I would imagine he's like a lot of these other guys in this class that I still feel like are going to end up being ranked way higher when it's all said and done. I, And you never know. But I assume these numbers are legit. And if those numbers are legit, those, those, will, those will put him probably in the top 10 – or 15% of guys at OU right now. They're impressive numbers, like especially the vert and the clean. Like if I can get one weight room number from a player, I want what he power cleans. I think that it, that exercise combines a bunch of different things that translates to being a good football player. Give me the explosive number, especially for a guy that's supposed to be playing tight end when he gets to Norman. Yep. I mean, some of those explosive numbers, I mean, the four, five, two forty certainly catches your attention, but I'm, I'm more impressed. The 39 inch vert is the one where I saw and I said, excuse me, what now? Yeah. That's insane. At six, four. Uh, yeah. All those numbers, every, every single one of them are impressive across the board. He, he should be an unstoppable machine in high school football. Especially like, in Nebraska. Yeah. If those numbers are legit, whenever he has the ball in his hands, it should look insane in, in small school football in Nebraska. Yeah. We'll see. But we, we've been showing all kinds of love to OU recruiting, and we've talked a lot about you know, these highly ranked guys that have been rolling in with these commitments. Turns out the lowest ranked guys, he's a stud, man. Unbelievable. And 6'4", like you keep putting up numbers like that and you get up around 235, 240, you may be kissing offense goodbye with Venables at the helm uh, these days. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. One one thing I did want to say about the strengthening Oklahoma stuff, just wanted to say thanks to everyone that has subscribed. A lot of people have, you know, messaged me about Dusty coming on here and talking about it. And, you know, that that was one of the reasons that, that they wanted to support strengthening Oklahoma. So if you, if you're still on the fence and have questions, you can go to strengtheningok.com. You can check out the FAQ page. We've got a lot of details on there and, this week coming up, we've got Braden Willis, who we've already recorded the interview. It's fantastic. I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get many interviews better than what we recorded with him from a college football player. He's just he's so impressive. Also, this week we've got Drake Stoops and Woody Washington. 
Uh, you get analysis from Dusty and me after each one of those as well. So I, I'm not going to plug that much on here, Ted, but as we continue to try to build that thing up, I'm going to mention it every once in a while. Strengtheningok.com. Please subscribe. I'll have to start charging you for uh, for the ad read at some point. Though. That's fair. <laughs> I'd just be paying myself, but that's fair. Um, uh, Brayden Willis, you know, it's interesting to to think about a college football player that's been doing a podcast for over a year now, and I'm sure it's helped him in an interview setting immensely because it's a it's a different world, and you just don't get a whole lot of of seat time for kind of long form interviews like that as a player. But doing a podcast is like the best practice there is for that. So I'm sure. He's probably way more polished in that environment than most most college kids are. Yeah, and now we, we've got Dusty and I to kind of pry it out of him, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of steer him in the right direction. Yeah. And man, we asked a couple questions. He's given two three minute answers. We're just sitting there going, "This is gold, baby!" Like perfect. He's, he's talking about what's going on in practice. It's it it's worth the subscription. I'll say that. All right, let's get to call your shot. We asked you guys the most important thing that happened this week for OU football. This first one comes from Will Cover, who said, I like this. It's kind of my attitude, too. Week closer to the season opener. <laughs> Plain and simple. We're, we're The most significant thing is that time has passed. I like that. I, I like that one. This other one comes from Scuba Steve on Twitter, nice. who said, the fact that summer workouts – are 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 finished with absolutely zero problems. Zero problems on the field, zero problems off the field. Everybody is healthy physically and mentally and ready to rock. And and that's a great point. But there's I mean it's no secret that the program's had some issues over the last couple of years. Hadn't been any of those issues. And that is that's very refreshing. You know, just from a player standpoint, haven't been any of those issues. That's very refreshing, and let's hope that let's hope that that continues. Yeah, they're gonna pop up. I mean, that just that's just the nature of it. You know, you got you got kids at that age; they're gonna make poor dis, poor decisions. That's just what happens, right? It's it's part of being a a young man uh, to to some degree. But so far, I think everyone's really locked in, and I think that has a lot to do with. Uh, when the word accountability is thrown at you nonstop and like you have like these different accountability groups and meetings and you, there's a standard that you have to hold one another to I, that hangs over your head a little bit more whenever you're uh, doing or thinking about doing nefarious things. So yeah, I, I like the mindset of the football team right now for sure. No doubt. All right, birthday shout-outs. And this this first one's cool. Welcome to the world, Gwendolyn Elise Engel, who was born today at 5.10 p.m. Wow, so a couple hours old. That's awesome. Happy ninth birthday to Boston Wadley. Happy 13th birthday to Callie Blair. Happy 16th birthday to Chloe and Caleb Crabtree. Happy 26th birthday to Luke Lester. Happy 27th birthday to Blaine McCurdy. 
Happy 28th birthday to Madison Ball. Happy 36th birthday to Ivy Wynn. Happy 39th birthday to Jamie Teeter. Happy 52nd birthday to Chuck McCauley. Happy 65th birthday to Carrie Taylor. Happy 67th birthday to Ed Taylor. Happy 5th anniversary to Zach and Madison Ball. And happy 30th anniversary to Chuck and Jennifer McCauley. Chuck, so Chuck with the birthday and the anniversary. There you go, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to the National College Football Roundup. But first, the only place to stop when you're road tripping is Love's Travel Stops. Love's has over 600 locations in 41 states, offering 24-hour access to clean and safe places. Whatever your road trip needs are, Love's has it. Fuel, fresh food, all the snacks and drinks, including, yes, my favorite, Java Amore. That coffee is fantastic. Hey, one guy said he hates the singing part. You know what, man? Just be nice. Be kind. You don't have to be so mean. I'm trying my best here. Love's also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones. They've expanded their mobile-to-go zone, so you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the Loves Connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The Loves Connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see that red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at Loves Travel Stops. For a full list of what Loves has to offer, visit loves.com. Opolis Clothing is the exclusive home for all of our Oklahoma Breakdown merchandise. If you want to live your life in buttery soft comfort, go to opolisclothing.com. That's OP. O-L-I-S clothing.com and use promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. You still get a discount on all of the OU and OKC Thunder gear as well. It's clothing.com. Use promo code TED for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. And make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. With a 12-to-1 student-to-teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Remember, financial aid is available. All right, National College Football Roundup. Going to hit some of the bigger stories right now. Now, there's going to be more of this stuff to talk about now that we've got training camps rolling around. We're going to start hearing some big storylines that are coming out of training camps, whether that's you know the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and, and we'll definitely address some of that stuff. But we kind of we just talked about how OU hasn't had any off-the-field issues this offseason. Auburn. However, that this program has had all kinds of weird things go on since the season ended and nothing like one of the guys in the quarterback competition being arrested for eluding police. TJ Finley arrested and charged with attempting to elude police late last week. And it kind of sounds like TJ Finley has run from the cops, tried to pull him over a couple of times on his motorcycle. I mean, what? And the best part about it, Finley's attorney said, oh, this is all just, you know, it's about traffic violations. This is all a big misunderstanding. What? You're, you're a client. 
is running from the cops. What what are we misunderstanding here, sir? I, the visual is just hilarious of a football player on motorcycle is generous scooter on a scooter evading the keystone cops in auburn right like cutting between out back alleys uh through people's lawn uh probably through some uh some sidewalks on campus where they can't take the the police cruisers it's pretty funny just thinking about watching it all unfold <laughs> when, when I first read it, I kind of thought it was like one of those electric scooters, but then I've heard it described as motorcycle. Is it a Vespa? Like what? I'm what? guessing it's just like one of those, like a, like the gas powered scooter that like a Vespa. Yeah. That's what, that's what I picture anyways. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But he's, he's in a quarterback battle with a few other guys at Auburn. Remember what Zach Calzada uh, from A&M's down there now. Remember, Bo Nix is at Oregon. Remember yeah. when that was the storyline? Like yeah. It's been a long time since I thought about the fact that Bo Nix is going to play quarterback for Oregon this year. But when when you're in a position battle, especially at the quarterback position, decision-making is pretty much the whole thing. And I guess let's just hope that he makes better decisions with the football than he does on his moped motorcycle scooter thing because the guy wasn't even wearing a helmet when he was driving it he is eluding the police not wearing a helmet is it a helmet law in alabama i you would assume but just i want my quarterback to be a good decision maker running from the cops and whether I don't know how fast this scooter is, I don't know. I don't know all the details, but I would at least, I would at least feel better about it if he was wearing a helmet and you know, being a little safer. I, I got a ticket whenever I was fourteen for riding a motorcycle in town. Now, I could have got a ticket. For, for not having a motorcycle license. Uh, they didn't give me a ticket for that. I didn't have a helmet on. And I didn't have, like, eye protection on. But we don't have a helmet law in Oklahoma. So I got a ticket for not having eye protection riding a motorcycle in city limits <laughs> when I was 14. <laughs> I just ripping my dirt bike through the middle of town. No big deal. <laughs> I I can't believe the Fort Gibson legend got a ticket for that. I guess you weren't. I guess you weren't you at that time. So, well, if it makes you feel any better, the judge dismissed it. That a boy. So just keep. Come on, is keep there, it out of town. Isn't there like a Teddy Layman Highway in Fort Gibson? No. Teddy Layman Boulevard. What is there? A road? A street? An avenue? No. There's not. Are you joking? There's got to be. I don't believe you. No, there's not. Okay. I. Who who represents Fort Gibson? Who's the mayor? What do you mean? No, no, no. That's a good thing. No. Good thing. <laughs> no. You shouldn't have told me. You should have just said. If you didn't want me to pursue this, you should have just said there was already a street, man. You know that. <laughs> this is very similar to my my movement to try to 
correct the injustice of you not being in the College Football Hall of Fame. Now this well, is on the list. If they start thinking about it, they may find I have an old bench warrant for an unpaid, uh, uh, you know, no safety glasses ticket on the motorcycle from that would have been like 1995. <laughs> can can you imagine that cop like telling that story now? He's like, oh, or telling that story well, like when you were balling at OU. He's like, oh, I gave him a ticket, man. Let here's him off. The thing, though. Though, when it's a small town, like it was my friend's dad was the cop. <laughs> so you know, there's no like, you know, there's there's everyone knows everybody. There's there's no like, like everyone knows the police officers by name. It's yeah. pretty good. All right. Okay, let's get to this next thing. This is interesting, man. The Pac-12 announced uh, something that really doesn't exist until now, late last week. So according to this thing I read from ESPN, the Pac-12 has partnered with Twitter, Opendoors, and a company called Tempest X Machina. I think I'm saying that right. And I think X Machina is the movie. Yeah, the movie where the robot kills you. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I, maybe this won't go well, but okay. The, the idea is cool. So basically this will allow Pac-12 football players to monetize their highlights from games. So when, when I just say that, what is your initial reaction? My initial reaction is I, I want these guys to get paid for their stuff. I do, but I like we've already watched here at OU. There's way too much of a. Right, the guys can't wait to post their highlights because how's it working out? The team after game sends the guys like their highlight clips and highlight pictures, right? And then they can tweet them out or Instagram, however they want to, right? They don't get paid for it, at least previously. I don't know that there's a deal for it now. But I, I know that there's always this – there's always this rush for the guys to get it out, which, you know, I I get it to a certain degree. But then there's always – depending on the game, there's fans ready to pounce. Like – so Why, you know, win or lose, like there's always going to be fans ready to pounce. So that's Your interesting. Own fans. Yeah, that that's <laughs> interesting. You bring that up. So this is how it'll work. Tempest X Machina will send a player his highlights from a game. The player will tweet the highlight video and use this program that Twitter's got. They will put ads before the video plays, and the player will make money off those ads. And I believe I read for posting two highlights per week players that are approved for this program will get 1250 bucks and That's a percentage awesome. and a percentage of the program's revenue. Now I think it may be 1250, like just a one-time payment. It said 1250 total. So I didn't know okay. if that was like each time or that was, I was just about to one say, if you get 1250 a week for posting two highlights, like that is money. That would be Awesome. So, which tells you that that's probably not how it works, but there is, they will get a percentage of the revenue this program brings in, which is pretty cool. But there's one very interesting sentence in that ESPN article. Just one catch. 
they will have to post they will have to post the highlights if they're enrolled in this program whether their team wins or loses yeah that could create and ju- just think about it remember we're talking Pac-12 you and I both think USC is going to go to Utah and get their ass kicked right and I think that game's in the middle of October if Caleb Williams goes and plays at Utah, throws a couple interceptions, and they get beat down, and then a couple hours later is putting out a highlight tape from it, that would just create a very bad situation for that young man. So get your money, but listen, yeah. if I'm one of these guys, and I'm like, hey, if we get our ass whooped, I don't want to be putting out highlights. Send me the highlight of me throwing the interception. Like, I'll just post that, <laughs> right? You know, hey, because uh, you know exactly what's going to come of it. Oh, yeah, why don't you post that terrible decision that you made in the third quarter or the sack you took or, you know, whatever it might be. Absolutely. But, hey, you know what? If you're going to get paid and you're willing to take the money, you got to take the uh, the bad with the good, right? Yeah, I just and and the reason I'm using Caleb Williams is because he's he's kind of the he's the most famous guy out there, right? In, in the Pac-12 now, he plays the most, you know, the most scrutinized position uh, with with him being a quarterback. But I just thought of it. I was like, I was reading it. I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. Everything is about this. It, this is great. And then I got to that sentence. And I was like, oh no, that is. But I I guess they get that criticism one way or the other, right? Yeah. People are still going to tweet at him and tell him how bad they suck anyway. So I might as well like, throw a couple highlights and get told you suck. Was it last year that we had something like that that came up where guys were maybe it was a couple years ago? I don't know. Yeah. There is a guys are going to do this. There's no doubt. That's good money for not really having to do anything, right? So it's going to happen. But the teams that can resist stuff like this as long as possible are, I think, going to end up being better off. This is part of it. This is where the sport's going. You've got to get used to it. But the longer teams can have the focus on we instead of me and my highlights and you start posting highlights that get you know you make a a first down catch you post the highlight it might get let's call it 5000 views right you post the touchdown to go ahead in the third quarter now that one might get 50,000 views. You catch the touchdown as the clock expires to win the game against whatever your rival opponent. Now that one gets a million views. So as all that stuff starts to happen, well, guess what? I make more money off of more views. I need more views. How do I get more views? You know what I'm saying? And I just, it, you, you, you deal with that in the NFL, and I understand it, but I I just – I have – those things have a tendency to be able to tear teams apart if they're not done properly, addressed properly, and, you know, to a certain degree, kept in check to some degree. But, 
you know, we'll that's all theory. We'll see how it plays out. It may not matter at all. And you may have guys, uh, you know, posting and making a ton of money off of highlights and it doesn't affect the the team atmosphere at all. Yeah. And I, I think, I think this could be used for good for some of these star players. Like if you're, if you're Caleb Williams or you're cam rising at Utah, who by the way, he was really good for them when he took over as the uh, starter last yeah. year. I mean, really good. If you're those guys, I, I think you go to your O-line and you say, hey, they're probably going to, I'm going to enroll in this. Whatever I bring in, I'm splitting it with you guys. Mm-hmm. Or so, just something like that. Or maybe the entire offense, or maybe you use it on like an offense dinner or so, just something where, you know, and we've seen it with Dylan Gabriel where the NIL stuff, it can be, it can be used to bring the team closer together. Maybe maybe that's what they end up doing with this, like some extra pocket change to do things like that. But I, you're kind of mentioning wide receivers complaining about getting more touches. Uh, huh. That's not new. Oh, yeah, it's weird. Weird I picked that uh, position group. Yeah. yeah. I, I think all in all, it's a good thing because here's the thing. Everyone's doing it anyways, right? Everyone's posting their highlights anyways. This gives you an opportunity to get paid off of it. I don't think there's a problem with it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, it, I'll just say the technology, like how it's supposed to flow and function, seems really cool. Seems yeah. innovative. I'm, I'm a fan innovative of that. Innovative and very seems seamless and simple for the guys. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I'm really intrigued to see how it goes. Um, I, I would assume that there's going to be quite a few Pac-12 players enrolled in that program, but we'll see how many guys it ends up being. All right, well, one last thing. I imagine thing. everyone else is going to have to do it too, though, right? You would like, think if Pac-12 players are getting paid off their highlights on social media, like every other conference, you feel like if you're not, and that turns into a big thing where guys are making big money, that's a recruiting tool. It, that turns into a media rights discussion, though, right? Yeah. Like, hey, what does the Big 12 own versus how the Pac-12 operates? You know, with its third-tier rights and all that stuff. Like, that's I don't know enough about that to know if the SEC can just do that right away. You know what I mean? Well, and not to get in the weeds too much, but on the Pac-12 deal, it doesn't sound like they're giving them the rights to the the highlight. They're just allowing them to tweet it from – source it from their page and get revenue, like, for the views there. It's – it's not as if they own it and no one can put that highlight anywhere else. At least that's how I, I look at it. But yes, there's definitely those issues are, are built in. Yeah. All right. One last thing. The big 12 title game is staying at Jerry world through 2025. Now, of course the question becomes, should OU fans care? (laughs) And I think this is a two year extension on top of the current deal in place, right? I I don't know. Are we supposed to care about this or not? Like, through 2025, we know at the very latest OU's going to the SEC in 2025. I think both of us believe that them going to the SEC in 2024 makes the most sense with the way that the TV contracts and everything line up. But should OU fans care about this? I don't know. 
2024 Big 12 title game at Jerry World important? Yeah, I think that that I building's guess. been pretty pretty good to us. Hell yeah, it's it has. Pretty good to us. So, yeah, I I mean, I think it's a I think it's a big deal. I mean, we obviously won't care whenever we're gone and maybe we're gone after this season, but I think it's it's better than the alternative, which I don't even know what the alternative is anymore. Is it still Kansas City? Would that be it? Arrowhead in December. You've lived that misery. Pretty bad. Yeah. No thanks. I, I will say Houston? I mean, now that you have a team in Houston? Could be it, right? That that's not that's not a bad idea. It could be Houston, but I will say the fact that the Big 12 championship game, the fact that OU's conference championship game has been a three-hour drive away or a flight with the team away for you and I, it's been really convenient, man, and I'm going to miss it. And especially Jerry World, it's it's got the best media food. It's fantastic. The whole setup is money. It's great. The booth's awesome. The field's awesome. There's so much space on the sidelines, like, I know the Falcons Stadium where they play the SEC championship game is sweet too. We were it's there. It's nice, for- but it is not Jerry's world. I know. I'm gonna miss it, man. That's what I saw this. I was like, the only reason I want to bring it up is got kind of just want to reminisce about how awesome it is. I'm I was I was gonna like throw Atlanta's it out there. so much farther away. Yeah. I was gonna throw it out there. Is there any chance now that Texas is like going to firmly be an SEC state uh, with with UT and A and M there was would Jerry's World ever ever be able to host the SEC championship? I I guarantee you they're going to try. Yeah, but I've just got a feeling that the rest of the SEC would not be thrilled with that idea. No, I don't think they would. Taking it out of the heart of the Southeast and sticking it in Dallas. Oh my gosh. They there would be an uprising. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a low percentage chance, but they'll try. They will definitely try. Yeah. All right. Let's finish up with our winners and losers of the weekend. But first, it's time to get back out on the golf course, people. And there's nothing better to drink on the course than the number one seltzer in golf, Clubby Seltzers. Clubby Dad, Seltzers. I'm gonna interrupt you. Oh yeah. Clubbies on the course Saturday, drank several, led to a personal best. Personal best. Are you gonna Are you gonna brag on what the personal best is? I am not because it was one on one versus my wife, and I beat her bad enough that I told her I'm not gonna talk about it on here. Look at you. I will say this: I would have. I I was a couple of putts from being in the 70s. From being real good, huh? From being like. We're from being like, I'm just shotgunning clubbies when I get home. Good. Like I was in a really good mood walking off. If I would have made some 15 footers, we would have, there would have been a celebration of sorts, but Hey, still work to be done. Still improvements to be made. I once had like a 10 footer to shoot 79 and ended up with an 82 Gabe. Oh no. How do you think that went for me? <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> all right, Clubby Seltzers, back to it. Clubby Seltzers is an Oklahoma company that is already winning national awards because their product is delicious. It tastes exactly like a club special. 
but it's a seltzer. They're not just for the golf course either. They're perfect to drink by the pool, after mowing the lawn, whatever. If you haven't tried Clubby Seltzers yet, go grab some. You won't regret it. The variety pack is out. If you want to find a place near you that has Clubbies, visit ClubbySeltzers.com. And attention, business owners. You need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. Are you looking to buy or sell a house in the OKC metro area? Use the Ronaldo Cloud Group. Stacia Ronaldo and Maddie Cloud are with Sage Sotheby's International Realty. They believe in prompt communication, an honest relationship, and luxury service. And that's exactly what they gave Gabe. They also sold a house for Gabe. They found a house for Gabe's brother. They also found a house for Lane Johnson. We can't recommend them enough. You can reach them by calling or texting Stacia at 918-671-6450, or you can contact them on Instagram at at soldbystacia and at soldbymaddie underscore. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge, on an absolute rip right now, has a chance to hit 60 home runs. First player to hit 60 home runs in, what, 21 years, I believe. Uh, Very few have ever done it, and the guy is on an absolute shred right now. His size makes it so fun to watch him hit baseballs. It looks so effortless, and he sends them. 400 feet without even hardly moving his lower body. It's amazing. He like he's going to make so much money playing baseball. Like it's going to be absurd, but he deserves it. Like you I I don't watch much baseball anymore, but the fact that cuz you bring him up a lot and Otani up a lot. Mm-hmm. If I catch a glimpse of something they're doing, or maybe I'm flipping through channels. I see the Yankees or the angels are on. I'm watching those guys. Like they, they are slowly pulling me back in to watching some more major league baseball. And that is a huge compliment to them because I've been out for a while, Ted, but judges like he's, he's, he's phenomenal to watch. That guy's a monster, man. Yep. He's a monster. He's, Seems like a really fun personality and just a gigantic individual. When you see him step in the box, it you know it looks like oh wow, this is going to be easy. The strike zone is as big as a you know a hallway door, but that also comes with a, a tremendous amount of reach and a tremendous amount of bat speed. So enter at your own risk, dude. Is a lot of fun to to watch and. I hate to admit it, but this baseball season has been interesting. It has been. 
Good stuff. The Yankees are really good. I know that. I I I will I I'm gonna stay true to my typical policy. I will see you in the playoffs, Major League Baseball. Until then, <laughs> I will only turn on something if Teddy texts me and tell me, hey, watch this. <laughs> that's that's kind of my my current baseball fandom right now. That's been my baseball fandom for a long time. This year I've followed it a little bit closer than uh than past years. Not super close, just a little bit closer. Well, there you go. All right, who do you have as your loser of the weekend? I had to go with Garoppolo. You know, he, man, he's in a weird spot, huh? It's a weird spot. You know, he's he's trade bait, obviously. It looks like he's back and healthy. Uh, but Trey Lance is is getting all the accolades right now. Everyone's talking about how great he's looked. Um, I, it feels like, depending on what happens with the Deshaun Watson situation, that uh, he may end up in Cleveland, which, you know, it's crazy. Garoppolo's 33 and 14 as a starter, and he's just, like, stuck there. That's an unbelievable record in the NFL. To have a record like that in the league is incredibly difficult at quarterback. So he's in a weird spot. What does he do? I think he's going to make like $24 million this year. It's a tough spot to be in. He's going to make good money, but he's probably going to end up somewhere that I, I guess going to Cleveland would maybe be the best case scenario for him short term, but he's probably going to end up somewhere really, really bad. Yeah, I... I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> right. Because he's got he a was, lot going for him, the young man. He, does. he was, you know, we played in the Shrine game together. We went from the Shrine game to the Senior Bowl together, sat next to each other on the plane, uh, keep, you know, catch up every once in a while. But the guy is gorgeous and he's made an unreal amount of money. So it'll be fine. Now he is, he's coming off the shoulder surgery. But man, did you see what? Kyle Shanahan said he basically was like, hey, we all under understand what the situation is here. <laughs> like he was just like, yeah, he looks great, but hey, Trey Lance is our guy. And my only question is, those guys is he just looking way better than Trey Lance? Like Well, see, that's that's what's interesting to me about this is is the Trey Lance thing, is that a is that a Shanahan thing or is that a front office thing? You know, um, because, because Garoppolo, you know what you get. And I understand if the younger, more athletic quarterback is better, he's better, you know, whatever. But you know, as well as I do, it doesn't always work out to where the better player is out there. And no. so, and I, it's hard to know what this situation really looks like. Cause you know, I loved Trey Lance coming out, but, you know, it didn't really progress like I thought it was. I think even on here, I said that he was going to be the best quarterback out of that that draft class. And I've, I've kind of distanced myself from that statement uh, <laughs> since I made it. But, you know, like they're pouring the accolades on him right now. I guess we'll see, see what it looks like. Yeah, I... I'm excited to see what he looks like, but I think Jimmy G is going to end up somewhere 
And he's going to be the start. He he he's one of the best thirty-two starting quarterbacks in the league, right? No doubt. So no doubt. he he should be on the field if he's healthy and that shoulder's ready to go. Get that beautiful man on the field, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild though that this thing's kind of drug on that long. He's a winner. He's not he's he's not the best out there, but you know what he's got to offer. Yeah. All right. Let's get to my winner and loser. But first. Scrolling, 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 wrong page, still scrolling. And First Fidelity Bank is a full service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs, checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all, whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone. Everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total of more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank with First Fidelity Bank. Visit FFB.com for more information. And if you're a whiskey or bourbon drinker, stop what you're doing. Head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. You got to grab some of Balcones Lineage Single Malt Whiskey. It was voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate, and you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcones Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. It's made from blue corn. That's the fancy corn. And that is why it has won more than 25 awards. Last but certainly not least, you got to buy some of Balcones Pot Still Bourbon. It's big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year-round. Remember, in 2012, Balcones Single Malt won the best-in-glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcones products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but the owners are from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, visit BalconesDistilling.com. All right, for my winner of the weekend, I thought about going with OU Basketball. That trip they're on in Europe looks awesome. It does. I'm so jealous. They're in Barcelona, which I still think is the coolest city in the world I've ever been to. I loved it. So they went there, beat up on a couple of teams, saw all the sites, probably ate some awesome paella and had a fantastic time. And now headed to Paris, which I've been to also. Everyone said I was going to hate it, and I freaking loved it. Really? So I Yeah, I was shocked. We went in the winter. It was great. It was less crowded. Everyone was super nice. I got to dress very European, which I enjoyed. It was, I had a good time. So I, in all seriousness, the fact that these kids get this experience, it's really cool, man. I I wish college football guys got it because, and I know it's way more difficult with all the moving parts and the amount of people that college football has the equipment. I get that. But the fact that these guys get to go over there and experience that, play a little ball while they're over there. That's cool as hell, man. I'm I, I'm jealous. I was jealous of those kids watching those videos they were putting out. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, the basketball, much more global sport, and going and, and having a presence overseas is – it's kind of a way to kill two birds with one stone, right? You take your players abroad, get them a chance to see the world a little bit, 
and also have a presence overseas. You know, basketball is is big in Europe, big, you know, really globally. So to be able to have a presence there and 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 you know showcase what you've got to to some of those areas is uh is really cool. Yeah. All right. I also thought about going with Lil Wayne. Ted, I don't know, oh. I don't know what your rap preferences are, but the Carter Six coming out soon, according to Lil Tunchi. Listen, man, I know Wayne, he may have lost this fastball. I understand that. I get it. But when that man announces he's releasing new music, I still get excited. I get nostalgic. I'm I will judge it accordingly, and I will judge it fairly, but it I I still get excited when Lil Wayne announces he's coming out with something new. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I think um and obviously I'm not I'm not deep into rap, but I'm I'm stuck in this um I'm stuck in the rut right now to where any rap that comes out now sounds the exact same to me, which makes me sound like a really old guy. But uh Lil Wayne has a little bit different style about him and i'm interested to like he's he could be a bit of a groundbreaker and change some things up and throw a throw a wrench into the system if he's if he puts out something really good that's a little bit different now you've got me even more excited thank you thank you but my winner of the weekend oklahoma city thunder fans because the thunder re-signed mike muscala the moose will once again be loose (laughs) in the state of oklahoma and the details of the contract were not released. I'm sure it's a team friendly deal. I I don't, and, and I don't really think it's necessarily that big of a deal that they are keeping him when it comes to what they're going to get on the court from Moose Collett. Now we, we know he can shoot the three, almost shot what nearly 43% from three last year before they shut him down. Wasn't an ankle. Was it, I, I don't know. The guy just disappeared and didn't play any more basketball. But I think I think his value, I think this is a valuable signing for what it means for Chet Holmgren. Because one of the things I've always thought about Muscala is he handles himself like a professional. On the court, off the court, from everything I can tell. No, he clearly he's not, he doesn't have the talent Chet has, but the guy, the guy seems to come to work every day. Right And game in and game out, he's bringing his best and he's bringing the effort. I've heard great things about his work ethic. So I maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I'm hoping he can be a bit of a mentor for Chet Holmgren and kind of just show him what it, what it takes to be an NBA player on a day-to-day basis, like the work you've got to put in, how you have to take care of your body, all of those things, Chet may not listen to him. Chet may not care, right? Maybe he's that talented. Maybe it doesn't matter, but I don't know. I just, I feel like the Thunder have an adult that's going to be watching over him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as young as they are, I mean, you have to go back a little bit, but it feels like for the longest time, especially during the the last like trio that was really young that was coming up you had like kind of the veteran voice 
like a Muscala in the locker room, maybe didn't play a whole heck of a lot, maybe wasn't even in what you would consider the nightly rotation, but there was still kind of that locker room anchor. And uh, he may be this new one for them, the new guy that, that kind of fills that role. Yeah, the the Nick Collison, if you will. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that's the case. I'm I'm hoping he can he can bring Chet along and and help him navigate the demands of being an NBA player as a rookie. So we'll we'll see. But I, I was really encouraged by that signing. Watch them cut him like right right at the start of camp. And I'm just like, oh, well, that was stupid of me to say. I I don't think that's gonna happen. But I I was excited to see it. All right, for my loser of the weekend thought about going with the LA Rams because Stafford's elbow this is turning into a thing man and listen I it it seems like it's been lingering for him right late last season now in the season had an injection like and I played with the guy he's tough as hell he takes really good care of his body takes really good care of his arm this thing must be really bugging him for them to even be talking about it because he's a tough dude. So it you don't want to have, you don't want your franchise quarterback to have an elbow issue before the season even starts. So I, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it's certainly not ideal for the Rams. The last soundbite I heard, it sounded like, the mo- the most frustrating thing about the injury is that it's called baseball elbow and or or pitcher's elbow like i don't know it's like a baseball more typical injury than it is football and i get it sounded to me like he was annoyed about that saying well you know maybe it's a football elbow because obviously i don't play baseball i play football <laughs> And I have this, so I don't really care what it's called. We're just, you know, we're just working through it. So I, I think everyone's like, well, why why do you have the baseball elbow if you play football? I I would be stunned if someone hasn't gone, hey, have you asked Clayton Kershaw about it? I, you guys went to high school together, right? <laughs> right. They probably have. Yeah. And, I, and I, maybe I, that's where it, it, it all it all came from. But it's like I've never played tennis at all but i've had tennis elbow before so you know kind of the same thing yeah well we'll see just just something to keep an eye on right you don't want you don't want the face of your franchise having an elbow issue but i i also thought about going with the cleveland browns as if they didn't already have enough going on with the deshaun watson situation in the nfl appealing and pushing for a longer suspension now Kareem Hunt has just made it public. Hey, I want to be traded. Now he's back at practice, I guess, participating. But he's like, hey, want to be traded. I want to go somewhere that will give me a contract extension. You guys aren't giving it to me. So just add it to the list of distractions for the Browns. I wanted to throw my remote at the television. I think it was yesterday morning. It may have been this morning. I don't know. But they were talking about Kareem Hunt, and they said, Kareem Hunt is a hold-in. Instead of a camp holdout, he's demanded a trade, but instead of holding out of camp, he's participating, so it's a hold-in. I wanted to throw my remote through my television. It's like, 
did your did your agent and and their group come up with that term? Is that something new that I'm going to have to hear every single year whenever a guy wants a different contract? He he's not holding out. He's holding in. <laughs> Just like, oh my god! Oh, Teddy had to buy another new TV. Here we go. <laughs> I don't I don't know, but just a quick reminder. Remember, he had that situation in Kansas City, uh, shoved that woman, kicked her, was on on film. Got eight games for his suspension. Just a reminder. That was only a couple of years ago. That was an eight-game suspension. Ah, uh, so that's the key. The difference between a violent and nonviolent is two games. See, uh, Judge Robinson, it's it's all right there for you. You know, one woman, twenty four, twenty five, huh. still just. What rough. if you have seven hundred instances of of a nonviolent? I mean, is it still six games? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, you could make the claim that okay, give six games for each nonviolent offense. There was thirty of them. Do the math. Okay, hundred and eighty game suspension. I don't know. We'll see. That's that's clearly going to be a massive storyline uh, when it comes to what happens to Deshaun Watson after the NFL's appeal. But my loser of the week, I feel kind of bad for the guy. Nikhil Harry, do you see this? Uh, this is a guy, remember, he's a first-rounder back in 2018 with the Patriots. Just didn't do much of anything for them. And Patriots fans have just, I mean, they have just roasted this guy for not Well, his producing. rookie year they were doing everything they could to push the ball down the field to him. And it just wasn't working out. And it, it really never worked out. So the guy, he, this is a guy, he was hoping to get a fresh start in Chicago, right? They traded him in the off season to the bears. I think just for a seventh round pick would you're a first rounder. It's got to feel, that's got to feel awful getting dealt for a seventh rounder. Um, but he, he was looking to kind of rejuvenate his career. Right in Chicago, Justin Fields, young, exciting quarterback. Well, reportedly suffered what is being described as a serious ankle injury in practice. I I don't know if that means he snapped the thing or if it's like as bad of a sprain as you can get. I I don't know, but I saw several reports that you know, it wasn't looking good for him. So I I'm not sure if he was going to produce for the Bears or not. But I just feel bad, like he was he was hoping for that fresh start and gets hurt in camp just kind of a bummer for Nikhil Harry this is one of those rare instances where maybe you hope the injury is bad and not like because if it's if you're talking about a like a six-week sprain you're probably getting cut but if you're talking about an IR type of surgery issue well, then at least you're going to get a, your, your salary out of it, you know? Yeah. And so, it's crazy to say that about a guy that was a first rounder, but I know. that in, and you look at the bears, this, this kind of led me down a bears rabbit hole. I was looking at their roster. Remember Matt Eberflus, the new coach there, Darnell Mooney is their most productive receiver. I, I, I didn't realize he had a thousand yards receiving last year, but you've got, Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, Velas Jones. I I do like Cole Komet, the tight end. I think he's a good player. But 
I'm not sure there's a receiving court with less star power than the Bears. When I was looking at that, I was like, wait, what? Darnell Mooney, their go-to guy. Woo. Yeah, a uh, thousand yards receiving last last year. My guess is a lot of fourth quarter, little uh, little eight yard in routes, cover two or something. Uh, you know, with a with a big deficit there, people are playing soft on you, just racking up the fantasy points. Not not bad. It's not a bad philosophy. Yeah, but you know, NFL camp has started, which means there's going to be some injuries and there are going to be some big storylines. Uh, coming out of those we'll stay on top of them and winners and losers there's no doubt all right episode 238 in the books we'll have a new podcast that'll drop wednesday 24 7 sports josh pate the fastest rising man in college football media does a really good job he's awesome and we will have him on Wednesday's episode. I'm looking so, forward to that one. Fired up for that. We're going to cover all kinds of different stuff with Pate. So that that's going to be a lot of fun. Remember, you can hear Teddy from 3 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me from 3 to 5 on SiriusXM Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. And until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Another.